the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for tuning in today. One day, 24 hours, is set aside every year to show appreciation to military personnel. And that's good. What is far better is that we show personal appreciation and give words of encouragement at every opportunity. Men and women from all walks of life lose their lives and suffer lifelong physical and mental injuries to keep America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. May we continually thank God and our military for their service. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us today. First Chronicles in First Chronicles, First Chronicles, chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. First Chronicles, chapter 16, verses 8 and 9 are these words. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Again, I want to preach part two. Let's be thankful. That's why we're worshipful here this morning. Because we got a whole lot to thank God for. Let's be thankful. The question you must ask yourself is, does your heart possess a spirit of thanksgiving in your personal life? Americans and Christians alike are abundantly blessed, and yet so many fail to put their gratitude on display. Many Americans are wringing their hands these days, wondering what has happened to our country. Morals are in a free fall. Many believe there is no right or wrong, only preferences. This has become a very tolerant and inclusive generation toward those who think like the culture. Scandals are so common that we can barely take note anymore. We live in a day when lawlessness abounds. We can look around at the spiritual decline of America that has removed the name of Jesus in prayer from schools, graduations. The name of Jesus in prayer has been removed from sporting events and the majority of our workplaces as well. Merry Christmas has been replaced with happy holidays. The Supreme Court has redefined marriage. There are heinous crimes, domestic terrorist acts, hate crimes, murder, slave trafficking, and a drug epidemic that is sweeping across America right before our eyes. Then we have natural disasters such as floods and fires, tornadoes, hurricanes, blizzards, and so forth. 
To make matters worse, the culture has infiltrated many of our churches today, which have replaced sound doctrine and biblical teaching with entertainment. If all of this becomes the object of our focus, it will cause us to be fearful and to be thankless instead of thankful. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8 and 9 says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. With that being said, why does God require his children to be thankful? Why does God require his children? We are his children if you know him as your personal savior. And if you don't know him, you you can become his child today by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Why does God require his children to be thankful? Number one, being thankful is not an option. It is a command. Scripture instructs us to be thankful. We are mandated to be thankful. We are to live in a spirit of thanksgiving. Hebrews 13, 15, chapter 13, verse 15 of Hebrews says, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Every day the Lord gives us is for the purpose of praising and thanking him, whether in times of prosperity, in times of poverty, struggles through trials and the transitions of life, we ought to find ourselves giving thanks. Throughout the scriptures, believers are instructed to continually use the fruit of our lips to offer sacrifice of praise to God. So we are thankful because it is not an option. It is a command. Secondly, why does God require his children to be thankful? It is God's will that we be thankful. It is God's will that we be thankful. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will that you be what? That you be thankful. If we do not possess a spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving in our hearts, we are out of the will of God. I say it again. If we do not possess a spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving in our hearts, we are out of the will of God, which breaks our fellowship with him. When, I, when your fellowship with God is broken, and that's a dangerous thing to have your fellowship with God broken. When your fellowship with God is broken, you short circuit the peace of God in your life. You short circuit the presence of God to the extent that people can't see God in you. And you short circuit the power of God in your life, the anointing, the the power, God's strength in your life is short circuited when you're out of fellowship because of sin and having it your way. Thirdly, why does God require his children uh, to be thankful. God requires us to be thankful because we are quick to forget the blessings of God toward us. We are a forgetful people. We are so quick to forget the blessings of God towards us. Psalms 103 2 says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Now underline this and forget not all his benefits, all the good things God has rendered 
uh, toward us. When's the last time you thank God for breath? When is the last time you thank God for an eye blink? When is, take it for granted, huh? When is the last time you thank God that you can swallow? When is the last time you thank God for saliva? You know what it'd be like if you couldn't uh, have saliva? When is the last time you thank God for eyelids? When is the last time you thank God for toenails and fingernails? Oh, you know how to polish them and shine them and cut them. When's the last time you thank God for them? I mean, you see what I'm saying? I'm saying we take his blessings for granted and forget not all his benefits. We must not be so quick to go on to the next thing and forget to praise Jesus for what he has already done for us. Also, if we continually thank God for the undeserved blessings he has showered upon us, we will not keep rehearsing the bad things that happen to us. Whether they happen long ago or recently, thanksgiving to God has a way of, of, of removing us and keeping us from rehearsing the bad uh, things that happened to us, whether recently or long ago. Fourthly, being consumed with bad news will hinder uh, a spirit of thanksgiving. Some folk love bad news. They love talking about the bad in politics and Confusion there. You see enough of that. You don't no wonder you're in bad uh, spirit. You, you, you just being taken over to the point that you, 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 a hot mess. And some folk hear bad talk all the time. Down talk, degrading talk, no good talk, low talk. And then you wonder why you can't give thanks. Regretfully, there are saints who love to be bearers of bad news. They can't wait to text bad news. Good news they can't do. But the bad news, oh, I already know that. Sister so-and-so text me. Brother so-and-so text me. It's, it's on the list. And sometimes we do bad. Oh, pray for so-and-so. And, uh, and, you, and, you got, you, and, and you got this whole list of people, and it goes out to 88 folk, you know, in the name of prayer, but you just want them to know. Most folk didn't pray, you know. Love bad news. Uh, bad news keep you from thanking God. Gossip will keep you from thanking God. Rejoicing in the trials and mistakes and uh, the calamities of others will keep you from being thankful. But if you memorize the scripture, if you internalize the scripture, memorize. We have me- scripture memory every month. We've been doing that since the inception of the church. Why? Because that's the inspired word of God that empowers us. It infuses us with hope. It, it, it lifts our spirit. We need scripture memory. We're going to have it as under my watch. We're going to have it because the power is in the word. And the word of God, it, it is God breathed. It, it, it is from God. And God wants us to memorize it. He wants, to in, he wants us to internalize it. He wants us, that's to process it. He wants us to ingest the word, take it in. He wants us to saturate our minds with the word of God. And when you do that, guess what happened? It will produce joy, the likes of which you've never seen. It will produce delight in you. And it will take your praise to God to new dimensions in him. That's what it will do. I love Jeremiah 15, 16, a it says, when I devoured your words and other translations say I ate your word. 
I mean, spiritually eaten. I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. Devour, consume, take in, ingest, then internalize, process, memorize, grow. Then you can give thanks. Therefore, seek those things which are praiseworthy, not bad news. Seek those things which are of good report, not bad news. When you seek those things that are, that are praiseworthy and of good report, it will foster a spirit of thanksgiving. Fifthly, a prayerless saint is a thankless saint. A prayerless saint is a thankless saint. If we live in a spirit of prayer, we will continually give thanks to the Lord, leaving no room for taking the Lord's blessings for granted, which is ingratitude. You say, where's that? In Colossians chapter four, verse two, it says, devote yourselves to prayer. Make up your mind to pray. Be given over to prayer. Not gossip, not talk, not opinion, not what, what the media is saying. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful. Look, and when you're devoted to prayer, you'll be thankful. See that last word in the verse? You'll be thankful when you're praying. In other words, the more prayerful we are, the more thankful we become. I think you missed that. The more prayerful we are, the more thankful we become. You want to catch this? A praying people is a thankful people. A praying people is a thankful people. People who pray are thankful. They're thankful for little things. Your wife do a kind deed, you say thank you. Your husband do a kind kind deed, you say thank you. Your children do something, you say uh, you tell them to do something and they, and they do it well and they do it without grumbling. Tell them, thank you. I really appreciate you. You're so valuable to this family. Encourage them. Encourage the good in people. If, if you want to see more of the good. Uh, number six, God requires his children to be thankful even through the distractions of life. How many of you have some distractions in your life? Oh, they come at me, at me from left, right, front, and back. God requires his children to be thankful even through the distractions of life. I like what the New Living Translation says. It says it rather uniquely. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35 says, I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible with look at that with as few distractions as possible now some of you are a distraction <laughs> that's the problem you you are a distraction because because you you got all kind of stuff in you and you can't settle down and no and when people around you they can't settle down your family can't settle down you, the people in your work area Department can't settle out because you the distraction. And you know what? You can oftentimes be the distraction and don't know you the issue. When you get serious about reading God's word, meditating on God's word, implementing the word of God and serving our Lord. Listen to this. When you get serious about God and the closer you get to God, 
Satan will bring all kinds of distractions to divert you from what God is calling you to do. Get serious about God and watch the distractions. They come at you relentlessly. Therefore, remain focused and press on through the distractions of life. Let me give you a few distractions. It's just a short list. For example, the car breaks, the plumbing leaks, unforeseen medical illnesses occur, unexpected challenging bills that must be paid, marital arguments over something small, distractions, children making bad decisions that fall in the parent's lap, the constant interruptions of technology, and a distracted mind that's being inundated with so many things to do. Beloved, when you are genuinely saved and the closer you get to Christ, the more distraction Satan will send against you to frustrate and hinder the work of God in your life. Therefore, we must not allow distractions which are inevitable to keep us from being thankful. Distractions are inevitable. And, and Satan will shoot those things at you to rattle your cage, to frustrate you, and to keep you from doing what God is calling you to do. And when you don't do it, then Satan has you right where he wants you. Number seven, God requires his children to be thankful because only those who are spiritually satisfied can genuinely praise the Lord. God requires his children to be thankful because only those who are spiritually satisfied can genuinely praise the Lord. Beloved, seeking power for yourself, pray, praise, prestige. You want to seek popularity for yourself, money, seeking to make a name for yourself and loving the things of this world system will cause you to become spiritually dissatisfied and discontented which will result in your not being grateful. Besides, if you seek power and control, if you seek uh, the, uh, all this to make a name for yourself, uh, to make much of yourself, what difference would it make a hundred years from now? Only what you do for Christ will bring lasting eternal value. I like what Philippians 4.11 says, now that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. To be content. A spirit of gratitude comes from those who are spiritually satisfied with Jesus. Beloved, only Jesus gives satisfaction and contentment that the world cannot give. Looking for satisfaction in this world apart from Christ is an exercise in futility. Number eight, God requires that his children be thankful because he is on the throne, is sovereign, and is in complete control. That's why you ought to be thankful. Many of you today, you're in a tough place. You're going through some issues. God requires that his children be thankful because God is still on the throne. He is still sovereign, even though you don't understand all of what he is doing at the moment in your life. And he is in complete control. If Satan can get you to doubt the sovereignty of God, 
God's sovereignty means God has a right to do whatever he wants, however he wants, whenever he wants, and he doesn't need consultation from you. If Satan can get you to doubt the sovereignty of God, he will weaken your faith, which will result in inner disturbance and restlessness. Jesus knows all about us. He knows where we are in life and what we're going through. He knows just how much we can bear and uses all things that come into our life to develop our character and to bring us into spiritual maturity as he works out his plan in our lives. God is at work. God is not just doing something to be doing something to you. God is maturing you. He's refining you. He's developing you. He's making you uh, more like himself. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Be encouraged when you have the, the blessed assurance that God is on the throne When you have the blessed assurance that God is in complete control and is divinely orchestrating the circumstances in your life, you will not succumb to worry when you know he's in control. You'll not be stressed out and you'll not be fretful and fearful, but you will have an inner peace and tranquility from God knowing that he is working for his glory and for your good, those who love him. He's working things out for his glory and your good. Number nine, just a couple more so and I'll be done. But but hold on to what I'm saying. And, and you know what? Don't restrict me. You're going overtime in football and basketball on the golf course and everywhere else. You stay out there and fish for half a day and don't catch one fish. I've gotten too old now to be in a rush. (laughs) Number nine, somebody said, take your time, that I will. (laughs) It is impossible to give thanks if we fail to meditate on things that are righteous, virtuous, healthy, and pure. It is impossible to give thanks if we fail to meditate on things that are righteous, virtuous, healthy, and pure. That scripture in Philippians 4, 8, chapter 4, verse 8 is so powerful. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue... And if there is anything praiseworthy, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Not politics, not soap opera, uh, not the concerts, not superstars. Jesus is our superstar. Refuse to rehearse your past sins and failures in your mind. You got to refuse it. All of us have failed. All of us have come short of God's glory. Refuse to rehearse your past sins and failures in your mind, which will cause you to relapse back into your formal sinful lifestyle. For example, some of the things in the lifestyle consist of listening and looking at vile, corrupt, and immoral music, music, 
trashy and evil, corrupt television shows and movies and graphic video games, as well as sinful Internet sites and pornography, all of which affects the mind, all of which wars against your soul and interferes with a thankful heart. You got all that evil uh, congested in you. No wonder you can't give thanks. You can't do pornography and give thanks. You can't look at those sinful Internet uh, sites and then wonder what's wrong with you. You got too much sin in you. It is imperative uh, that you repent, trust God and press on. Meditating on those things which are right will safeguard our minds from the intrusion of satanic thoughts. Let me say that again. Meditating on right things safeguards our minds from the intrusion of satanic thoughts. When you meditate on right things, it keeps us balanced. When you meditate on right things, it keeps us steadfast and fixed in a world that's gone crooked. When you keep your eyes and your mind and meditate on right thing, you become mentally stable. I've never seen so many crazy folk in all my life. And everybody is on something. I mean, I'm not saying nobody needs them, but I'm getting concerned that so many folk are on this heavy stuff, and I'm wondering why. And I want to start naming them because I can't even pronounce some of those words anyway. But you, this is an over-medicated society. And I believe part of that over-medication is because of so little word infused in your life to stabilize your mind and bring healing to your mind. The word of God will balance your life. It keeps you from being mentally off. It, it keeps your mind spiritually sound. If your husband getting unsound, say, honey, you're not thinking right. Or wife, you're not thinking right. That don't sound, that sounds like some, well, I didn't say crazy, but you know, you, you said that. I didn't say that. That sounds strange to me. I'll be nice. I don't go call your spouse crazy. Don't do that. Yeah, be selective with your words, you know. You know, that, that's a strange saying. I haven't heard that before. That's, uh, so that's, you know, that's pretty unique. I think we need to, you know, I think we need to consider this a little bit more. Let's pray about this a little bit more. God's got more revelation on the way. God is our ever-present help. He is available to us whenever and wherever we need Him. Regrettably, we sometimes take matters into our own hands instead of giving it all to Him. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. If you enjoyed this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from the Randolph Air Force Base.
If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.